you have your Bible this morning, stand with me, and I'm going to read some out of Philippians, where Paul was writing to the Philippian church there. And listen to what it says very closely this morning. Philippians chapter 2, and I'm going to begin at verse 1. Had said, Elf, remember that word, Elf, and what we've said about it. If there be therefore any consolation, you say, what is that? That's encouragement. In Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels or affections or feelings, and mercies, which is sympathy. This is what Paul said. He said, fulfill ye my joy. Remember that. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, being of one mind. What did he tell them today of Pentecost? Be of one mind. Let nothing be done through strive or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in the fashion of man, as man, he humbled himself, meaning Jesus, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. List to verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. To the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in the absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will or do His will and to do of His good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring or disputing. Boy, that's a bad sound, ain't it? How many of us does that? That ye may be blameless and harmless and the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom the, ye shine as lights, shine as lights in holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and services of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do ye rejoice and rejoice with me. Heavenly Father, 
Once again this morning, we bow our head and we thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us, Lord, this day that you have made for us, this day, God, that you made to come to God, to your house, and to fellowship and to worship you this morning. Heavenly Father, I ask God this morning that not I but you, God, be heard. I know this morning, God, I am nothing but your servant this morning. I know the only purpose you have for me is your, your mouthpiece this morning to share this gospel that you have said to share with these people this morning. I know, God, I can do nothing this morning, but I know, God, through the Holy Spirit this morning, God, that you have given me, you said you would lead me and you would guide me into all truth. You said you'd never leave me and never forsaken me, and I know that to be true this morning, God. Father, I pray that you will remove me out of the way this morning, that not I but you, God, will be heard this morning and seen through your word. I pray, God, this morning if there's one here that don't know you and a free pardon of salvation, I pray, God, that they will come, even right now, God, and give their hearts to you this morning. Father, I pray, God, if there's one that's just sick in body here this morning, I know, God, that you can reach down and touch it, that they may hear and receive and enjoy this service this morning. Father, I just ask you to be with all of us this morning. I pray, God, that we'll all have an attentive ear to hear, Lord, this morning and receive what you have for us. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. And God's people all said, Amen and Amen. I want to go back over there to verse 1, or verse... Uh, I want to go back over there to verse 1, and I want you to notice here in verse 1, what Paul, he was writing to the church, a church that he had started in Philippi many years ago. And, uh, and as he was writing to them, I want you to notice what he said here in verse 1. He said, L. And you know what I've said a lot of times. When you see that word L, if you're reading the Bible, you better read the rest of it instead of that one word because it's got something important for us for him to say. It said, If there be therefore any consolation or encouragement in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit of any bowel and mercy. Now I want you to notice there were four elves that was in that one sentence there. And so what Paul was doing, he was saying, if there be any encouragement in you as a church, he's talking to the church here, he said, if there be any encouragement in, in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy or affection or feeling, he said, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. So what he was saying here to them, and what he's saying not only to that church, what God is saying to that church at Philippi back then, he's saying it also for us today. So Paul was laying out the outline of what we should be and how we should act and why we should believe and why we should do it together. Now, as I looked at that, and I thought about the churches today, and I wonder just how many churches today is going through 
and following up in what Paul wrote them that day and what he wrote to them that day, it was for also the church world also today. Amen. It was not just written for them, but it was written for everybody then and written for everybody to follow afterwards. We said, if you are Christian, uh, and then if you have, uh, uh, if you have any encourage, if you're a Christian, then you need to encourage uh, one another. How many believe today that the church needs encouraging? How many today needs encouraging is right here today? You know, the Bible said, and, and he talked about a crooked and perverse uh, uh, a world that we live in. Uh, so how many of us today uh, has problems? How many of us faces problems and situations every single day? How many times uh, do we need somebody else? How many times do we uh, uh, need a church? Uh, amen. How many times do we just need a church? Let's be honest. Uh, I need you this morning. Amen. I need you this morning, and you need one another, and we all need us all this morning to help us uh, in this crooked and perverse generation. How many believe uh, that we're living in an ungodly and a sinful time out there today? We're living, it seems like people today, uh, uh, that just uh, does whatever they want to do uh, and think uh, that they're going to get by with it. But let me tell you something this morning, church. Uh, if you don't live according to what the Word of God says, uh, you're going to miss heaven one of these days. Uh, and if you miss heaven, uh, the Bible says you've missed it all. Hey, man. Uh, so he was talking to the church here, uh, and he told them, uh, he said, if you have these things... Uh, if we have what Paul just wrote to them uh, at Bloomington Chapel, that's who I'm preaching to here this morning, and ever who out there want to listen and watch, and, uh, but I'm mainly preaching here uh, and, uh, and talking to the church at Bloomington Chapel. Uh, if we, if, if we had uh, all these things that Paul uh, just wrote to the church at Philippi about in this church, uh, how many believes it would be uh, a greater church than what it is today. Uh, not saying we ain't a good church. I'm not saying that. Uh, but if we done what he said here, uh, have the fellowship and mercy for one another, uh, how many believe uh, that this church would be growing more than what it is now? Uh, and there's one, one word in there, he said, uh, if any bowed our affections, our feelings, uh, and mercies, uh, which means sympathy. Uh, you know, he went on down there, uh, and he said, Fulfill ye my joy, uh, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Uh, so when we come into the house of God uh, uh, this morning, uh, we all needed to come in uh, with one thing on our mind. Amen. Uh, we ought to come in uh, with love in our heart. Uh, we ought to come in our sympathy for one another because we all have problems. Amen. Uh, we are to come in here with one thing on our mind, uh, and that's worshiping the living God this morning. Amen. Uh, but how many of us come in here uh, with these things on our mind? How many of you prayed before you come to church? How many of us prayed for the Sunday school, uh, for the singers? How many of us played, prayed uh, for our Sunday school teachers? How many of us prayed for our pastor? How many of us prayed for our singers this morning? Uh, how many of us come in here with one thing uh, on our mind? And that was praising God this morning. Hey, man, if we'd have done that this morning, they'd have been shouting all over the house. How many 
believe that this morning. Uh, But how many of us come in here with everything else on our mind uh, except worshiping the Lord? How many of us done that? Oh, we'll say we did, but did we? Did we? How many of us, <laughs> and I guess I'm a little guilty of this, but well, I'm just going to open up. I am guilty of this myself because I got to think before I come to church, before I can take my wife out to eat after church. How many of you done made plans where you're going to eat at after church? You ain't going to raise your hand. Yeah, there's a few honest people. How many of you come to church with that on your mind? How many? <laughs> Some of them ain't raising their hand, but they're shaking their hand. So we all do. And sometimes we come to church with everything else on our mind except the Lord. Amen? And then it seems like it takes half the service, two-thirds of the service for us really to get into the service. Why? Because we're living in a sinful world today. And because we, just because we call ourselves Christians, and just because we go to church, that don't mean that we don't have an enemy out there that we're going to battle every minute of every day. And that don't mean that Satan is not going to put things in your mind. Is, any, is anybody with me this morning? You say, well, the Bible says, oh, in the book of James, if you will, if you will resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Does the Bible say that? It says that. But does it say he won't come back? See, we're in a spiritual warfare. We've got an enemy to fight. Just because we're saved, just because we're Christians, that don't mean that we're exempt from the enemy coming against us. Amen? Because he's going to come against us all the time. And you know where he likes to start at? If you're a church-going people, you know where he likes to start at? The devil, used, uh, the devil loves to start first in the home, in the family. And if he can get a family tore up and mad and arguing, if he can get me and my wife arguing and fussing and all, but I learned a long time ago the best way to get along with a woman is just to agree with her. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> But if he can get a family split up, if they go into church, they're going to bring it into church. And when they do that, especially if both sides of the family is in church, I'm going to use me and my wife. She's got her side. I've got my side. So who do you think they're going to agree with? Her side's going to agree with her. These people in here would agree with her. And there's people over here who's going to agree with me. 
Well, see, the devil, he knows how to work this. He likes to start in a family, and if he can destroy a family, and then he'll get into a church, and he'll destroy the church. You know the devil, the devil cannot destroy a church on the outside of the church somewhere or another. But you know when he can cause the most trouble? When somebody brings him in the church. Pretty good stuff, ain't it? Think about it. But he said if you have all of these things. He said fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded. So he's telling us to be like-minded. Be in the same mind, you know. Having the same love. Being of one accord. Of one mind. And so he said if you fulfill. That'll fulfill my joy. He said if you do that. You know I walk in this church. And I was blessed. How many have been blessed this morning? How many got out of bed this morning on your own? Then you're blessed. How many fed yourself this morning? Then you're blessed. How many had to clothe you this morning? If you clothed yourself, you're blessed. If you drove over here, are you blessed? Have you been blessed since you got here this morning? And I'm telling you what, when I look over this congregation this morning, I got a blessing that I hadn't really expected of. When I came in this morning, I did. I got a blessing. I was blessed all morning. But when I came in, I was really blessed to see a congregation like you. Amen. I told you I had a vision years ago of this place before it was ever built. And in the past, through the COVID and all, you know, I began to think about the vision that I had. And I began to think, well, maybe, maybe that was just me and not God. Because we've been down, right? Everybody's been down. We've been down. We've seen, I've seen people struggle. I've seen the church down and up, down and up. But I've seen this the last few weeks, Brother Dane. It is a growing, little by little, studier by studier. And I'm seeing, and I looked this morning at this congregation, and I've seen the vision, vision God Tony gave me years ago. And I see it is beginning to fulfill his vision. And I believe I'm going to see it fulfilled before Jesus takes me out of here. I believe the vision that he gave me was this place right here. Long before this building was built. Gave it to me and another old preacher telling me about it one day and he gave us the same vision. He's dead and gone now. I was a pastor, but he came to church and he and it was a people, a church sitting here. And he vision said, I'm gonna build that church. And it's gonna be the last day's church.
And he said, it's going to be up to you and that church to fill it up. And he said, if you'll follow me and listen to me, he said, you will see them coming from all parts. I gather them. I'm seeing that happen this morning. Give God a hand to praise this morning and let him know that you love him this morning. And I've seen the family on the back back there, and I've seen some here last week, and I see them every Sunday. I've been seeing them here lately. New people coming in, new people coming in. And I looked at that beautiful family on the back seat there this morning, and my wife had done talk to them there. And, uh, and I don't know who invited them. I don't know where anybody invited them or not. But I want you to know we're glad to have you. We're glad to have this new Brandon and, and uh, Brian her sister, Brandy's sister, and her husband, these kids, we're glad to have y'all. We're glad to have all you newcomers. We are, and I want you to know that. And I want you to know if you want a home church, one that you can love and be loved in, this is it right here. You say, you bragging on this church, I'm bragging on God. So Paul said, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being one accord, let, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not, verse 4, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So what he's saying, church, he's telling us all, let this mind, what mind? Just what he, I read to you here and been talking to you about. Let this mind love and sympathy and caring about one another. Did Jesus love us? The Bible says in Romans 5 and 8, and I love that scripture. He said, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Jesus commended or he showed and gave his love uh, to us. Amen. While we were yet sinners, uh, while I was a sinner, Jesus Christ, he died for my sins. Amen. I've often wondered, why did he die for an old sinner like me? Uh, he did. You know why? Because he loved me. Amen. Because his grace is sufficient and and I used to think, and I used to be told, uh, uh, boy, you're going to go to hell if you don't quit doing that. I knew where I was headed to. Uh, I've had deacons from the church come tell me that one time. I've had family to tell me. I've had people to tell me, uh, Ralph, if you don't quit doing what you're doing and living the way you're living, uh, you're going to die and go to hell. Well, nobody didn't have to tell me uh, uh, that there's a hell and a heaven. Hey, nobody didn't have to tell me that, uh, that where I was going, if I didn't change, uh, I want somebody to tell me uh, what I needed to do. I want somebody to tell me I'd been told all my life, but I hadn't lived, but I need somebody to tell me uh, that Jesus loved me and Jesus died for me. That's what I needed to hear. Not that I was going to hell if I didn't change Paul. I knew where I was going. But thank God one day His grace came in. People say, well, there ain't no way that boy will ever be saved. 
He's done too much to be saved. And you know, they had me believing that. Some people had me actually believing that. Has anybody ever been there? The devil will tell me when I think about going to church, they'll say, you've done too much. They don't need you at church. They don't want you at church. You're an old sinner. You're running a church. But one day when God spoke to my heart, And I got to listen to God instead of the devil. He led me down on my knees. And when I came up, I know I was a changed man. I told you last Sunday, a week ago Thursday, I had a 40-year anniversary. And I'm not lying. It seemed like it, uh, Danny, it seemed like it was a couple of years ago that that happened when I gave my heart to Jesus. He gave my, I gave my heart to Jesus on it was on a Thursday, and we had meetings on prayer meetings on Thursday night. Hear me tell this before, somebody. I came to church that night. I got saved. I've been coming to church ever since. Has that saved me? No, it's not saved me. But I'll tell you what it's done. It's helped me to stay saved. It's helped me to stay saved. People say, well, you don't have to be at church to be a Christian. Well, you may not have to, but I do if I'm able to go. Amen. I don't know what I'd do without a church. I thought about retiring, you know, and then I can't find no place in the Bible where it says a preacher can retire until he dies. But I thought, and I thought about it, and it sort of concerned me somewhat. And it's coming one of these days if I don't die. I'm going to get too old, I can't get up in the pulpit, up in the pulpit. Somebody told me, that's all right, we'll get you a wheelchair and just push you up front. <laughs> but it bothers me, knowing that the day's coming, that I'm going to have to set aside one way or the other. God will set me aside or my health will. But I ain't dead yet. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> Amen. Not dead yet. And as long as God will give breath in me, I am going to serve the Lord every way that I can. He said, look, not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What was in Christ Jesus in mind? Giving himself for all of us. Amen. And we are to be able to give ourselves for others. Amen. And help them along the way this morning. It's not all about me, me, me. It's not about you, you, you. But it's about Jesus Christ and what He's done for us, what He's done for you and you and you, and what He's done for me. It's about Him. It's not about us, but it's about Him. And it's about what He's done for us. And He said, this mind needs to be in us. What was that mind? That mind in Christ was being for one another. Amen. And helping one another. And leading one another, not condemning one another, not judging one another, not not just he said, let nothing be done through strive or vain glory. In other words, don't let nothing, don't do nothing, you know, that just not God's will. He said, Who be in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Why was that? He was always in heaven. Jesus was. He is equal with the Father. For that goes because there's the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. That it makes up the Godhead. They're all in one for the same purpose. Uh, but there's three different ones. Works in three different ways. The Father, the Son, and then the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
the all-in-one, but they work in different ways, but for the same purpose. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. What does that mean? What does that mean? Made himself of no reputation. What does that mean? And took upon the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Let me get back up to that verse here in a minute and it'll explain it. And being found in the fashion as a man, or like a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Amen. What was Jesus' purpose for being here? What was his part? Did he have to leave heaven? Did he have to do it? Did God make him do it? No, God didn't make him do it. But God said, I don't see no other way. There's no other perfect sacrifice except my son, the only begotten son of God. And I believe God said, son, I need you to go down and die for the sins of the people. You're their only hope. You're their only hope. And I believe God came according to God's will. I believe that. And so he came down here. A lot of people don't believe in the virgin birth. How many believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ? He he came. He was born of the Virgin Mary. And he came for a purpose. And what was his purpose? To die for the sins of the world, to die for you and me. So, every one of us, every one of us here this morning, God has a purpose for you. I've heard people say, well, I don't know what that purpose is. Well, ask God. He'll tell you if you'll listen to him. But you're here for a purpose. You're not here by accident. How many believe you're here by accident? How many believe you was born by accident? How many believe that you was born, you know, uh, uh, because, uh, 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 just because you were just born? Let me tell you, God brought you into this world for a purpose. Amen? Every one of you is just as important to the other as to God as the other one is. Every one of you is important to God as I am this morning. But God came down, God, Jesus came down, the Bible said that in verse 7, but made himself to no reputation uh, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion of man, uh, he humbled himself uh, and became obedient even unto death, even the cross, wherefore God also hath highly exalted or lifted him up and given him a name which is above every name. Amen. There's no more than that, no greater name than the name of Jesus this morning. Why? Because he came down. Huh? He came down and, and the Bible said of no reputation. 
That means he simply came down here and he emptied out himself upon the sinful world. Amen. He emptied it out. He gave everything that he had to give uh, for the sins of the world. Amen. Uh, He gave everything within him. Uh, He poured everything out. uh, His mind, body, soul. uh, And he went to a place called Calvary. uh, And he suffered and died and bled. uh, When they put a crown of thorns on his head. uh, Amen. And they beat him. And then they nailed him to a cross. uh, And they gave him vinegar to drink. My friend, let me tell you. Jesus gave it all that you and I might have everlasting life this morning. Come and get a song God done with me. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. For it is God which worketh in you, you both to do His will and to do of His good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons and daughters of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Stand with us this morning. you bow your heads as they sing this song this is a song of invitation whosoever will come let him come just suppose God search through heaven you may be struggling this morning and couldn't you may be going through a valley or through a storm, through a situation you don't know what to do about. The devil may be on your back every minute of every day. Sacrifice that was needed. You may have sickness, you may have family problems. Jesus said, bring it all. Bring them all. And lay them down to me. Give them to me. Just because you get saved don't mean that you won't fail sometimes. place called Mount Calvary. And had it He's setting at the right hand of the Father this morning and receiving. Does anybody need to come and pray this morning? Anybody? And had it not been for a man called Jesus. If it had not been for this man called Jesus. Then forever, then forever you would be lost. Would be lost. I'm so glad he was willing. Oh, to I'm so glad this morning, friend, that he was willing. Although he prayed, Father, let it pass from me. And I'm so glad. He didn't call heaven's angels, but from my hands he pulled the nails that torment me. You know, when Jesus was touched, 
went down after the last supper of his disciples and he was out in the garden of Gethsemane he told the disciples said tarry here and pray while I go yonder the Bible said he went and prayed and he prayed till the great drops of blood sweat became got great drops of blood and he prayed this prayer to his father he knew what was coming that night he knew and he prayed this prayer he said father let this cup pass from me let this cup pass from me father talking to his heavenly father let this cup pass from me father not my will lord father not my will father but thy will be done and it was the father's will that he went to that cross and the reason is the father's will and the reason it was the son's will to do it because he loved you so much he loved you so much if he hadn't have done it none of us had never had a chance to go to heaven but he gave himself he gave his life that we may have life 